Welcome to another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast, brought to you by The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniforms since 1978. I am your host, Jared Jessalitis. Exciting week this week because we had the sectional draw for high school football back on Sunday. So we're going to talk to all five of your area coaches, plus Bob Lovell, legendary voice Indie Sports Talk, and he'll help us break those all down for you. But we start this week in West Lafayette, where Gordon Straley Field will play host to Lewis Cass, who comes back to town. And uh, West Lafayette just got done playing these guys a couple of weeks ago and uh, went over there and got themselves a huge win. But last week, took care of business against a Twin Lakes squad, 48-7. to That thing was kind of close at halftime, Coach. You had some weather move in, so kind of recap everything that happened last week against the Indians. Yeah, uh, a little bit of weather came in, and uh, it was it was good for us to get some experience playing in that this season because it seemed like for a change that Friday nights have been pleasant this year. Um, so I, I thought that was actually a problem for us in the first half. Uh, our guys, um, you know, whatever it was, if it was the cold, the rain, or whatever, uh, we had some errors there, and uh, they got off to a good start, possessed the ball for a long time. They, they didn't get it in the end zone the first half, um, so we were able to – take a 14-0 lead in the halftime and then there were a few fireworks coming out of the second half I think we scored maybe three consecutive plays so we scored then they ran the kickoff return back for a touchdown then we had a long kick return and scored on the next play so it was kind of boom 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 and then that was pretty much it well you guys come away with yet another W the seventh one on the season and here we go uh, another return matchup with Lewis Cass uh, when we talked uh, back in early October about that matchup uh, and, and how you felt about it. Uh, in fact, it was just last week. You said you didn't feel like your boys got off the bus and, and really performed well early on in that one because they kept it kind of close. So uh, I believe it's probably top of mind for you this week and reminding them that you weren't too happy with the way that game started out last week. Probably want to build and uh, do a lot better this week, right? Absolutely. Our, our last two games, uh, we felt like we've um, kind of started slow. So uh, that's going to be one of our priorities, one of our focuses. And our guys know that. It's not like, you know, they play the whole game and then say, oh, I guess we started slow. They realize it's happening, and, and we just have to get ready to play and be ready to play from the opening kickoff. And our guys know this, and that's what they're going to be focused on. You guys have yet a shot at another Hoosier Conference uh, championship. What does it mean to you when you uh, can continually string these things back-to-back-to-back uh, to back to back like this? Um, it's It's – you know what? The regular season, honestly, for us is uh, practice. Um, you know, obviously, it's good to, to win your games and, and to be in a situation or a position where you can win a championship, but we just want to keep trying to get better. It doesn't matter if we're playing for first place on Friday night or playing for fifth place. Um, we want to continue to get better and be ready for that sectional. Again, you know, if we went, if we go 9-0, and that doesn't even give us a home game in, in the playoffs. doesn't matter. So, we're just uh, working on getting better, and I and I think we're getting there. And and it's another game against a great opponent that that we're going to have a chance to develop our games. And then, of course, the following week sections will kick off. You guys will uh, be on the road against uh, Hamilton Heights, and then uh, you get the winner, Garen, in Yorktown. And the way this sets up, I mean, if Garen was to uh, come out on top of that, you could be playing the sectional uh, championship at home if you're fortunate enough to win both those games. Uh, I know we always take it one week at a time, though. But uh, did you have any thoughts when you saw that sectional draw? Uh, honestly, the first, when you got that many good teams in a sectional, the, the first thing you're kind of hoping is you get a home game. Mm-hmm. Um, and when, when our name came out first, uh, you know, that's pretty obvious right away. When you're first, you're not going to be at home. So, uh, but that's okay. It's always a new challenge. This is a completely new sectional for us, seven new teams. Um, so it's, you know, we haven't really passed anything out. We've got to concentrate on Hamilton Heights. 
Uh, we saw them on film against Twin Lakes. They were a much better team, um, whatever week that was, compared to week three when we played them. Um, so our, our eyes are all going to be on Hamilton Heights. And that's what, you know, we've been successful over the years, you know, kind of having that as our game plan. Like We tell the guys, you, you can't even worry about where we're going next because the second you get caught looking ahead to a different team, and that, that's when the you get bit and you, you get you get beaten in opening round games. So we're concentrating on Hamilton Heights, and that's it. Shane Fry, Westside Red Devils, going for a Hoosier Conference title this week against Lewis Cass, a return matchup for them. They just played them, what, like a little over a week or two ago. So uh, they'll uh, they'll strap them up at uh, Gordon Straley tonight. And, uh, Coach, hey, best of luck to you. Thanks so much. Thanks a lot for having me on. Appreciate it. So this really is a great week to be talking to all of our coaches because we're coming off of uh, five local teams and five wins, which is really nice. Uh, the week before, though, the sword game McCutcheon was not victorious, uh, unfortunately, for Mavericks fans. But uh, it wasn't a very Maverick-like performance. Certainly not something I'm used to seeing out of uh, teams that are coached by Ken Frahiger. But, Coach, I'll tell you what, it seems like your squad really responded against uh, Muncie Central last week. Kind of recap that for us. Well, I'm going to tell you, I, we were very, very pleased with, with our performance Friday night. We played hard. Kids had a good time. A lot of emotion on the sidelines. Uh, and, and, you know, we were kind of concerned going into the game, two-hour bus ride, you know, playing a team that had not won a game. Uh, you know, we challenged the kids that they had a running back who was averaging 133 yards a game. Uh, he had 52 on 28 carries. Um, we were very, very pleased. Watching film Friday night, you know, when we got back was, uh, was awesome. I mean, kids played hard. Probably our, our best game of the year, quite frankly. Did you do anything different in practice coming off uh, the Harrison game at all that maybe you can kind of attribute to that success? No, I don't think so. I, I'll be honest with you. When, when, when I was young, a long time ago, mm -hmm. I, I remember listening to Lou Holtz talk to his staff. And he was talking about, you know, hey, you, you got to keep saying things over and over. And I, like he was talking about at Notre Dame University, he said, hey, you know, you have to tell the kids how fortunate they are to be at Notre Dame. And when I heard that, I thought, what in the hell are you talking about? Everybody knows you're fortunate to be here. But, you know, as, as you get older, you understand that. And, and we've, you know, we've been talking about playing hard now for eight weeks, and maybe it's starting to sink in. I don't know. We'll find out. So, I mean, uh, we're excited for this week against Anderson, and, and we'll see if we continue that trend. Uh, obviously, the defense stands out when you see a, a goose egg on the board, but, uh, you know, your offense got back to doing what they do. Uh, how has that thing really progressed? Uh, where are you guys at right now with uh, with, with Mason and his performance? Because remember, we started out the season and go, well, we're going to take the good with the bad, uh, you know, because you're, you're going to have it because it was the first time that he's going to be a starting quarterback. So right. in his development there, have you seen uh, big steps uh, between where you guys were at uh, week one and where you're at now? Well, I think, I think, I think huge steps. I think huge steps. Um, uh, you know, Friday night was a rough night. I mean, it, went, it rained the entire game, blowing sideways, cold, and, and we still threw the ball pretty effectively. We, he had a pick, but it bounced off our kids' hands. Um, and the greatest thing about Friday night was we run the ball. We ran the ball when everyone knew we were going to run the ball. So, I mean, that, that, that's a sign that you, can, that, you, that you run the football pretty effectively. Uh, Mason continues to, to do very, very well. We're, we're very pleased with him. He's a great kid. Uh, he accepts coaching. Um, he, he tries to do the best he can. I mean, you can't ask for anything more from a high school kid. I know you got this game against uh, Anderson. You guys will uh, finish up the season here at home. Anderson, a possible sectional opponent, I would say, but I'm going to put that in quotation marks because I've seen all these teams play. But I'm not going to take anything away from a 1-7 and seven squad that uh, is still out there fighting. Uh, what have you seen out of the Indians so far this season? Well, we know we're not going to play them in sectional. That, we we got, had a draw last night. We, we drew uh, Kokomo at home on, for our first sectional game. 
and then we'll go to Harris's. So we know with sectionals already are already known. We're we're good to go there. But Anderson, uh, you know, comes in very similar to Muncie Central. They um, uh, had the nation's leading receiver last year in the Quails kid. He's a senior this year, six foot, hundred eighty five pound kid. Um, their quarterback is a very athletic kid. Um, you know, we're going to challenge our kids to continue to play hard, continue to do things we're supposed to do, continue to get better as McCutcheon. Um, and, and uh, you know, Anderson poses some, some, pro- some problems just because of their athleticism. Uh-huh. Um, uh, again, we're just going to challenge our kids to do the things we do, and if we do that, we think we'll, we'll have a good shot. And uh, I don't know if you know this, but Ron Qualls is stuck on win number 99. He's still looking for number 100. That's not going to come against you, right? Not on your watch, Coach, right? Not, 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 no, not, absolutely not. <laughs> and I'll tell you, people don't realize this, but he had a, he had a stroke the week, the week the Harrison game. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, and uh, was in the hospital Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. He came, got out of the hospital on Friday, went and coached the game against Harrison. So, you know, his health is, is you know, I, we've talked to him several times and just worried about him. So, uh, yeah, sometimes football takes a backseat to, to everyday life. That's that's a football guy. My goodness. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Having having uh, having that on a Tuesday and being out there on a Friday is uh, absolutely ridiculous. Tell, tells you something about him, doesn't it? Absolutely right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, you guys will welcome him in here on Friday nights. Uh, Coach Ken Frahiger, McCutcheon Mavericks. Uh, Coach, hey, thank you so much. Always appreciate it. Hey, always always appreciate what you do for high school football. Thanks for calling. Always love getting to talk to Coach Ken Frahiger. Actually, he's the first call that uh, I get done during the week. I, I talk to him on Mondays. He's always the best. Love Coach Ken and the Mavericks. Um, again, uh, rough coming off that sword loss, but uh, they've got a winnable game that first week of sectionals. I think they'll take care of business this week as well. Don't forget, uh, the Hammer High School Sports Podcast being brought to you by The Athlete, your specialist in team equipment and uniform since 1978, selling all the high school awards, jackets, and spirit wear. The athlete also offers game balls, whether it's a football, basketball, baseball, soccer, or volleyballs, all the official sizes for your game. The athlete at 2424 Teal Road. Go see Joe and company. They always take great care of me when I go over there. And if you're looking for that spirit wear, man, that is the place to go. So if you're a high school football sports fan, you know the name Bob Lovell. In fact, when I uh, had him on the uh, morning show, Brian Hay actually gave me a call up right afterwards like, man, that took me back to my high school days. We used to ride on the bus back and always listen. Coach used to put him on, and uh, we listened to that. And so uh, I've had several people talk about, we need to have him on the podcast. So I thought he was hosting the sectional draw show on Sunday, and this would be a perfect time to bring in the legend of uh, Indiana sports, uh, high school sports talk. So check out my conversation with Bob Lovell. Go to the Wings and Center Hammerhead Hotline. Bob Lovell is on with us from Indie Sports Talk and uh, also the man uh, behind the uh, fantastic broadcast of the sectional draw on Sunday for your high school football. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm great, Jared. How are you? Thanks for having me. Always excited to get to talk some high school football. Uh, we've got some great area teams up here. and figure who better to uh, kind of give us a little view from outside our Lafayette bubble than uh, Bob Lovell here. And I want to get started with the uh, with 6A in Lafayette, Jeff. Uh, one of three teams left undefeated in uh, in 6A. They get that trip up to Merrillville, which I know is probably not the most ideal thing that you want if you are the Broncos. But you know they did get uh, out of the sectional that had Carmel in it. Uh, so how far do you think if you if you're taking a look at this thing? How far do you uh, think Jeff can go uh, with the sectional and uh, through the state tournament? Well, I, I think a lot of it obviously depends upon the health of Maximus Grimes. So, I mean, start there. Uh, but uh, the the 
opponent they have to begin with, Maryville, is a, a very formidable one. I mean, this is a, I think what people don't understand about this game, there, there should be and could be an awful lot of points scored in this matchup because both teams really like to spread it out and throw the ball around and do a lot of interesting things with it. So I think there are a couple of things. One, you, you've got to be able to, to defend. You've got to be able to get some things uh, going on offensively. Uh, as crazy as it sounds, one of the factors that looms in a game like this is what the weather ends up being, to be honest. And so, again, you go back, if, if Maximus is able to play like Maximus can, if you're able to slow down a very powerful Merrillville offense, I think they can uh, they can advance very, very far into the tournament. But I, I think their biggest challenge, clearly, is uh, is this first matchup with Merrillville. Because uh, I think if, you, if you're able to win that game, then clearly you move on and I'm not sure you'll find an opponent as good as Maryville until you get deep into the tournament. What is the one thing you think that the uh, Pirates of Maryville do the best? Well, what's the thing that, if you are uh, Pat Shanley, that concerns you the most? Well, they're very similar to the Lafayette Jeff in a sense that offensively uh, they're difficult to contain. So I think that's what makes it such an, a compelling matchup is that both teams will go out there and they have scored an awful lot of points. Maryville has also had, uh, a, uh, I think, a very formidable defense at times. The one thing I'd be concerned about is, is and it always gets back to this, is schedule. I mean, Maryville playing in the Dunland Athletic Conference, they play a really rugged schedule week after week. I'm not so sure at times the Lafayette Jeff schedule is as challenging as it uh, as maybe it needs to be for a situation like this, but those things considered, I think it's an evenly matched game and should be a fun one for everyone to watch. Let's move on to our 5A teams locally as uh, both of them in sectional 12. Uh, McCutcheon will host Kokomo. Harrison will travel to Anderson. Harrison's already beaten all three teams in the sectional. Clearly they seem to be the favorite. Uh, but uh, I tell you what, Bob, it just seems like, I, I don't know, maybe teams sleeping a little bit on Harrison when I look at them at the polls. And I know why. I mean, it's, it's the NCC. It's, it's very top-heavy. There's not a lot of challenges uh, mm-hmm. for, for a lot of teams week to week here. I kind of get the sense that maybe some people sleeping on Harrison in their ability. Uh, what do you know about the uh, about the? Um, oh my gosh, I, I couldn't even get the mascot right for Pete's sakes here. But what do you uh, what, what do you what are you hearing about Harrison and uh, what's the buzz around that program? Well, right I think now? the buzz is that uh, Coach Peebles has done a fantastic job uh, with that program, and I think the other thing that you look at this is an interesting sectional. You have two really good teams. Uh, in McCutcheon and Harrison, Kokomo and Anderson have struggled respectively to win games. And so I think people uh, consider the matchup of, uh, of McCutcheon and Harrison almost an inevitability in the championship game. And uh, you just look at what uh, Harrison has been able to do. They've beaten some good teams. I think they're a solid football team. I really do. And, and I think that uh, the people who understand football haven't slept on them at all. They know how good they are because they know how good – Coach Peebles is and what he's done where wherever he has been in his career. So uh, I, I, I like the matchup with McCutcheon uh, if, in fact, it happens in the championship game. But, uh, again, I think this is a, another one of those evenly matched. I'd give the edge to Harrison because at this point they've, they've demonstrated an ability to win some important ball games. We're breaking down the high school sectional draws with the Bob Level on the Wings, etc. Hammerhead hotline. Let's move down to 3A, and I think this was a pivotal draw uh, for West Lafayette, I mean, it just it, this is a loaded, loaded sectional. When you talk about having Chatard, Burbuff, 
Uh, Garen, Yorktown also getting votes. I mean, somebody really could have gotten themselves in, in a pinch here, and it was not West Lafayette. I think this is about as good of a draw as you can ask for for the Red Devils. Well, I think you're right, and, and I know on the pairing show that Paul Condry and I mentioned this is, uh, in our estimation, collectively, uh, the best sectional out there. I mean, it's it's just insanely difficult, to be honest. I mean, you look at, at there, there are seven teams, six teams in here who are really good, uh, and then you begin to look at the ranked teams, and my goodness, I mean, where, where in the world do you start? I mean, West Lafayette ranked number one, uh, Chittard ranked number two, Burbuff number four, Garen number seven. Uh, these are four really, really, frankly, four teams that are capable of, of winning the, the, the championship. And, yeah, if you're West Lafayette and Garen, you're thrilled. You're in the upper half of the bracket, and you, you don't face each other until the semifinals. Best game probably in the state uh, on the opening night is that Chittard uh, and Burbuff matchup. And so if you can avoid having to win two or three of those kinds of ball games like West Lafayette, uh, you, you love how the draw turned out for you. And I think if um, West Lafayette's able to beat Hamilton Heights and Garen advances over Yorktown, it's a Garen team that's real physical up front, as is West Lafayette. I think that's an interesting game. But whatever the championship game is, I think it's going to be a fantastic one in that sectional. So who wins that opening night matchup? Chittard or Rebuff? Uh, they played each other earlier. Um, I think I, I'd give the edge to Burbuff for two reasons. One, they're at home, and two, my grandson went to school there. So ah, there's so there much for objectivity. How's there, that? Well, I mean, if you're <laughs> like, like if the family's paying for it, you, might as well get as much out of it as you can. I <laughs> That's understand. Exactly that. right. And then we've got uh, sectional 42 in Central Catholic, who uh, at five and three on the season. I mean, they have something that every other team. Uh, in that sectional does not have, and that's that strength of schedule. They don't play a 1A team until they hit the sectionals. I think that's a huge advantage for them. I like them against Clinton Central, but when it comes to the rest of that uh, sectional, I just it's so hard to pick out these 1A teams because, again, uh, of the strength of schedules that they play. But I think I give the edge of Central Catholic right now. I think you always tend to go to the schedule, and I think you look at what LCC has done historically. They've played a great schedule and won games. You know, the X factor in this one is, is Traders Point. I mean, how good are they at, at 7-0? and And, again, you go back and who have they played and how have they done. But I think, uh, number one, you, you just look at uh, past performances. And, secondly, I think you look at, uh, at who people are matched up with. So Traders Point in the north half of the – excuse me, the top half of the bracket. Uh, I, I think the, the two best teams clearly are Traders Point and, and Central Catholic. But I, I think you kind of give them the edge, not necessarily because – I'm on the station in Lafayette, but because you look at what they've done historically and look at the schedule they've played and how well they've done. Well, I'll tell you what, Brian Nace squad, we've been out there several times to watch them playing with an awful lot of confidence right now and uh, very excited to see if they can uh, pick up a sectional uh, this uh, this season. I know uh, the last uh, couple of years it's been a little bit rough, but Boy, I'll tell you what, Bob, I, I get a couple chances to see them during the year, and uh, you really feel like they're starting to build something special back up. They're not quite to the uh, the days of uh, Anthrops running wild all over the field, but, I mean, they're getting back there, bud. I think it's hard when, you, when you've when uh, you had the success factor, you know, when you when you bumped up a level and it played and it come back, and I think, it's, I think it's difficult sometimes to maintain the momentum that you have, maintain where you are with your program, and I think they're kind of experiencing what that's like right now. 
Yeah, and uh, of course, when you lose a coach like Kevin O'Shea, who we see oh, doing well, so yeah. well at North Central right now, I mean, it's just that that that's a hard thing. You just can't turn around and do that. But I think they got a great guy in Brian Nain. Boy, I do not envy uh, Coach Kevin O'Shea having. They got Warren Central Week One, right? Yeah, they do. And um, you know what? He's uh, turned it. Uh, it doesn't surprise people from the Lafayette area, but he's turned it around. I think quicker than anyone had anticipated. That was a program that. Really good coaches had been there and tried to win games and not done it. And Kevin came in and literally immediately started winning at a high level. So uh, congratulations to him. Love that guy. He's always been fantastic. Bob Lovell, Indie Sports Talk. Follow him on Twitter as well. Does a great job with all the high school sports coverage. Bob, hey, I really appreciate you being up early with us talking some high school football. Anytime, Jared. Thanks so much. Man, great talking to a uh, sports legend like Bob Lovell there. Very excited for sectionals. Let's get back into your high school coaches. Uh, over on the west side, Terry Peebles and company have the sword. They are the Raiders. Boy, did I have a brain fart in that Bob Lovell interview. Uh, and I knew it, too. And it just did not want to come out that morning. But uh, Terry Peebles and company, big milestone last week, Coach, because you guys, how many program wins did you hit last week? 300 wins. 300 oh. wins. That's also your fourth shutout of the season. All very impressive stuff. Uh, and uh, done in uh, such adverse weather conditions as well. I think it's nice that uh, you can get one of those kind of under your belt before sectionals comes because you know it's only going to get worse from that end. But, I mean, I'm sure you got a lot of good to say about your team's performance on Friday night, don't you? Oh, no question. I, you know, offensively we played uh, very, very well, uh, especially in the running game. Again, like you said, the, the weather wasn't great. Uh, there, there was some wind and some rain, uh, but we were able to uh, – to still move the ball effectively uh-huh. um, pretty much when we wanted to. And, uh, you know, that's a good feeling. So it, 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 it leaves us in a good position going into this week's game against, uh, you know, the uh, top opponent, you know, that I think number four ranked team in the, the state. So I, I, I think we put ourselves in a good position to, uh, to, to compete this week. And uh, in that one too, we kind of got a little bit of a peek of what the future is going to look like for Harrison and, uh, look, I already know the running back position is still stacked for another year. Uh, you got a couple big names coming back. But, boy, you had a sophomore that really impressed the heck out of me in the backfield uh, towards the end of that game. Talk a little bit about his performance. Uh, Kenny Sims is a, is a really, really good football player for us. Uh, he had never played football before his high school career. So he came to us a freshman and had never played before. And he just has some unreal vision for a, for a kid that's not played much football, or at least organized football. Uh, he, he's going to be a force for us here the next three years. And uh, you know, we lose Stevie Coughing at the end of this year, uh, who, who's done great for us when he's been healthy. Uh, but I, I think Kenny and, and Max Bunger and some of these younger running backs in the sophomore class are, are going to have to get a lot of playing time for us next year. Aren't those just like the best surprises, though? You get somebody like, oh, he's never even come out before until uh, this. You, you teach him the game, and then all of a sudden, I mean, the potential just unlocks. It's got to be really satisfying to watch as a coach. Well, it doesn't happen very often, uh, but yeah, when it does happen, it's a it's a great thing. Uh, you know, he's just such a sponge. He's taking in the game. He's taking in the rules. He's taking in our coaching. I mean, he, he's just doing a great job, and he's a great kid. And and Max was the same way. Max. Uh, he had played, obviously, some football before. He lived in Arizona. Uh, his dad works at Purdue in the athletic office. So uh, he came to us in July. But, again, you know, with, with just his uh, great intelligence, he was able to pick up the offense very, very quickly. And when Stevie went down game one, uh, only know he, even though he had only been here for 
one month, he was able to uh, jump right into uh, to varsity action. So uh, the, the future looks bright. And, you know, with a sophomore quarterback and that starts for us and those guys, uh, we're definitely uh, – we're definitely looking forward to the future here. Well, uh, the uh, future, or at least a big statement for the future, probably going to be made here on uh, Friday night as you guys head on out to uh, to, to Marion, a team that uh, seven and one here. They are looking to uh, share the conference title with Lafayette, Jeff. Unless you guys uh, have some say in that, and I, I think you'd like to do that. Talk a little bit about the uh, Giants uh, and what you're seeing from them when you take a look at the tape this year. Well, I, they're as fast a backfield as you're ever going to see at the high school level. Uh, their quarterback and their two running backs are just absolute lightning. Uh, you know, they don't throw the – they line up in a spread formation, but they don't throw the ball a whole lot. It's mainly, you know, spread option stuff. And uh, I'm telling you, they're the type of team that might get two yards, negative one, four, three, and then they hit you for 70 uh, just because they're that fast when they get out in the open. So, uh, you know, the, the big uh, – I guess the big ask this week is for our defense to, to step up like they have so much as of late. Uh, we've recorded, obviously, four shutouts so far this year. So hopefully we can corral their backfield a little bit and uh, and, and, and keep it a close game and, and, and kind of let our, our, our bigger backs kind of you know lean on them a little bit because uh, I don't think they've, they've played a team this year that, that really has tried to do that and tried to you know really push them off the ball, and that, that, that's kind of what we're known for. So. Uh, I'm not trying to get you to look uh, ahead or anything like that, but uh, the sectional draw was on Sunday. Uh, you guys know uh, where you'll be going, and uh, because you have a four-team sectional, you do have that bye week uh, going into next week. So uh, do you have to approach that any differently? Do you try to keep that as normal as possible? Maybe do you throttle back just a little bit, give some guys some rest? What do you think the game plan is going to be for the Raiders? Well, in the, in the past, we've tried to keep it as normal as possible and, and just kind of stay the course. Uh, but we're a little more uh, dinged up this year than we have been in past years. Uh, just about every skill player we have on offense has some sort of injury. Uh, nice for us, none of them are, are major injuries, uh, season-ending injuries. So we're really going to use that week to, to kind of heal up. And, uh, you know, instead of practicing three times that week, which is what we usually do, uh, we'll probably uh, limit it to two practices and probably just have a workout day is our third practice. Um, we – the beginning of our bye week is the uh, is our school uh, fall break, so it's just a it works out as a really good time to, to give the kids some time off. In uh, the group of kids I have, I mean, again, they're unbelievably smart, they're hardworking, uh, they're diligent, they love the game of football. So I, you know, in past years where I might be worried about giving kids time off because of what they might do with it, uh, I, I don't worry about it as much with this group. So. Uh, we'll, we'll try and reward them and, and, and give them some time to uh, to heal up. Terry Peebles, the Harrison Raiders, they've got uh, one more big test this week against uh, Marion Coach. Best of luck with that, and then uh, enjoy that bye week rest. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Brian A. and the Central Catholic Knights are on themselves on a... Brian A. and the Central Catholic Knights on a bit of a hot streak as of late. They're winners of their last four, including a 52-7 beating of Benton Central. Should have had back-to-back shutouts that one. Benton Central got a real late touchdown. I mean, like the last 40 seconds they score. 
They have the crossover game in the Hoosier Conference this week against Western, a 4A squad. First 4A squad that they face. Of course, they don't face any 1A squads until next week when they take on Clinton Central. So always the toughest schedule in 1A, Coach. Hey, yeah, I appreciate it. But uh, one, first thing, uh, you know, I just listen, I listen to the show every morning. And uh, a shout-out to you for having uh, the legend, Bob Lovell, on. Uh, that brought me back to uh, – Mark Bless bus rides home from games where he'd flip on uh, Coach Lovell's show. Uh, that voice is um, that voice is Indiana football right there. So uh, shout out to you for uh, for having the legend on. Well, he was very high on the Central Catholic Knights too, and he and he was like, not just because I'm on in Lafayette. So I mean, he's he's right. he's a buyer as am I for you guys in the sectional, and we'll get into that in just a moment. But let's go uh, let's go back to last week, fifty two to seven over BC. Um, again, the program just, you seem to be humming right now. You, you've got it all figured out, or at least it seems like you got it all figured out right now. So, uh, go back to that uh, game against the Bison and, uh, kind of give us a, a breakdown of how that thing unfolded. Yeah, we're definitely always in, always in beta. So we're always trying to figure it out. So, uh, we're always in the process of trying to figure it out. Um, I don't know if we'll ever have it completely, completely figured out, but yeah, the boys, uh, you know, you know, it was control the controllables. It was, uh, you know, we had monsoon-like conditions five minutes at a time, and then it stopped. So, you know, that what that does is, uh, you know, that, that can change some things, especially for a team that wants to spread it out and let Clark, you know, let Clark drop back and, and throw it around. Uh, we were able to find some success in the run game. Um, you know, uh, we had, you know, three different, three different ball carriers that, uh, you know, averaged, uh, you know, seven yards or more a carry. Evan Munn averaging uh, – he had three carries for 66 yards, so he re- he was really explosive in the run game, um, and he hadn't ran the football since uh, week two or week three. So, uh, you know, just just being able to to plug him back into a to a former role that that uh, that he had earlier, uh, and him, for him to have some success, our you know, Coach Alex Trader does such a he does so he's done such a great job developing this offensive line um, that the run games the, the run games become more and more viable every week, and obviously all that does is. All that does is help Clark and our receivers out. Um, you know, when when defenses second and third levels have to commit themselves to the run game, we're we're able to get you know we're able to get easily we're able to get by uh, get by those levels uh, a little bit easier. And uh, it just you know we're, I feel like we're co- we're coming together at the right time. Um, got a big test this week. Yeah, the Western Panthers. This is a four A squad too. So I mean, we talk a lot about how you're. Uh... Schedule one of the uh, toughest, is the toughest in 1A because you do nothing but yeah. take on two and three A squads. But now because of the crossover, you get Western, a six and two team in 4A as well. And uh, they've got some good victories on there as uh, on the schedule. So uh, kind of give me what you're seeing uh, out of the Western Panthers when you take a look at the tape from this year. They've got quality players at every position, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, Coach Stewart does a great job with their style of play. They're very, they're very fast and physical. Um, much like, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say they're exactly like Rensselaer. Um, they run a variation of that wing tee or that single wing offense. Um, but they also have shown, they've also shown the ability to, uh, to, to get outside the hash marks and get into some more spread looks. Their quarterback can spin it. Um, and they play, they play with a nastiness that, uh, that I can definitely admire. Um, you know, we got to have our head on a swivel and, and, and be ready to match, match that physicality. You know, another, another test for our kids, but our kids are used to being tested. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see, you know, I'm anxious to see how they match, uh, how they match Western, uh, you know, in a physicality sense, uh, sense. 
Um, you know, Coach Gooden's done a, done a great job with our defense uh, the last few weeks, and he's really he's really starting to hone in on, on what they do well. I think the results are starting to speak for them speak for themselves. Um, but yeah, Western, it's it, it, we're gonna we're it, they, they they bring us back kind of full circle to to those teams that we saw earlier in the year, like the Garen Catholics and the Tri West. You know, I fully I fully expect for Western to be in their sectional championship, probably against Ron Colley. Uh, battling for a 4A sectional title. So again, just uh, we, you know, we respect all, fear none, um, and and we're focused on how we play. So uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting night on on Friday. A fantastic litmus test for you guys here. Uh, I can cannot wait. Uh, they're taking on uh, Western here. Uh, on uh, football Friday night, Coach Brian Nay of the Central Catholic Knights. Always a pleasure, buddy. Good luck. Absolutely. Go Knights. We finish up the Hammer High School Sports Podcast with Pat Shanley and the Jeff Broncos. Coach, uh, last week when we talked to you, you were well. You weren't too happy with the way your team uh, got off the bus there at Richmond after that long bus ride and performed and warmed up early on. Uh, with a 63-14 to win, and you put up that 63 rather quick on Logansport last week. Seems like that message was conveyed and received by your squad. Yeah, I don't know if it's a message I gave. I think a lot of it was our seniors talking, honestly, because it wasn't acceptable for them either. So, you know, defensively, offensively, we came in locked in. Uh, special teams, we, we again, pretty sound. Um, but, you know, there's still plenty to fix. We, we watched the tape, and, and we didn't run a lot of plays offensively. Uh, I think we ran 15 plays in the first half against Logan Sport. But, uh, you know, we're still screwing up first steps, hand placement, pad level. You know, we're still doing a lot of things wrong on the perimeter in terms of our technique. So, We've got a lot of things to fix, uh, and, and we've got to get it fixed in a hurry. Well, I know you're also uh, still working with a uh, backup quarterback as well, and in those conditions that we had Friday night, I feel like that was just a good test of what you're capable to do over uh, overall. How do you feel like uh, your team performed in the elements like that, in case you have to do that again sometime during this uh, state title run? Well, defensively, um, you know, we took advantage of that, maybe a wet football, and Garrett Price had a, had a pick six and, and uh, scored his first varsity touchdown, so we're excited about that. And special teams wise, we we had a uh, you know anytime you get a special team score, you're pretty excited about that. And JJ Lee had a punt return for for a touchdown as well. So you know, despite the conditions and despite the rain, um, and and I guess the the first cold weather game, I thought our kids rose to the occasion, played hard, and and, and for the most part, we're locked in. You got an Indianapolis Arsenal Tech team coming up here that uh, has some wins on the schedule. Uh, we saw them when we uh, when we called the game at Harrison that they lost twenty eight to nothing. The thing that stood out to me, coach, was that uh, this isn't the Tech team of old. I mean, uh, they're starting to get some more athletes in there. I, I don't know that they put it together as a program just yet, but uh, they they have a tremendous running back, a very very elusive quarterback on top of that. So they got some weapons. I think that uh, can cause you guys some problems. What do you see on the tape? Well, they had a 12-7 lead on Marion at halftime, and two of their best offensive players were not playing. They had a couple guys not in uniform on defense as well. Um, so, you know, they, they were right there in the game with Marion. Um, you know, we've watched the, the Harrison tape, and uh, four different times inside the red, the red zone, uh, Tech came away with zero points. So that, you know, I wouldn't say very easily could have been a 28-28 game, but, you know, they're right there. So, uh, nonetheless, it's not the same team we played week five through eight. We've told our teams that. And that's not a knock on any of our opponents. It's just it's, it's a better football team than what we've seen. So, and, and it's a much improved tech team. They're very athletic. Coach Patterson's doing a great job. They're, they're playing very, very hard. Their schemes are really, really good. And, and they mix up their schemes quite a bit. So 
we got to be ready for anything. we got to be ready for a four-quarter war on Friday night. Coach, uh, you end up in a four-team sectional here. Well, I won't jump ahead to the matchup just yet with Merrillville, but um, d- does it change up anything for you this week, knowing that you guys have that bye week because you guys only have the four-team sectional? Do you have to do anything? Is it Do you put a premium on the starters getting enough reps in this game? H- how do you attack that with the bye week looming before the sectional starts, or do you not have to do anything different at all? Well, it's senior night, uh, and again, we're playing a very good football team. It's an opportunity to win our third straight uh, NCC title. So, you know, we fully expect that we're going to be playing an entire game. So it's it's not, you know, I guess with the bye week, we don't really need to even think or have our focus on Maryville as the postseason right now. Our entire focus is, is strictly on Arsenal Tech and trying to take care of business Friday night. So we're going to do everything that we can within our power to win this football game. Uh, I don't know if you've had a chance yet, but uh, since the uh, news just broke about uh, you having a new athletic director in Joe Hernandez, have you been able to talk to him at all yet? Uh, have, you, have you talked to anybody about him? What, what have you heard? What kind of communication have you had so far? I've not spoken with him directly. Uh, Wade Russell, our strength coach here at, at Jeff, uh, I worked alongside him and knew him from their college days, and he just he just raves about his character. Um, just, just how much he loves kids and his passion for athletics. So we've got a great hire there. I know, I know Mark Preston. I talked to Mark a little bit last night, and Mark's really, really excited uh, just about us being able to get somebody uh, of that caliber and, and, and what it's going to do for the future uh, of Jeff Athletics and Jeff High School. Well, Coach, uh, big one here on Friday night. Best of luck to you against uh, Tech. Hopefully you can bring home another conference uh, title. Hopefully you round out a uh, undefeated season as well. We'll be pulling for you. Uh, Coach Pat Shanley uh, with us here. Thank you so much, Coach. Hey, thanks, Jared. Appreciate it again, all that you do for us and, and, and local football. Appreciate it. That does it for another edition of the Hammer High School Sports Podcast. Make sure you can follow this podcast uh, by uh, subscribing to the 1017 The Hammer page on uh, Spotify, also on Apple Podcasts. We've got it for you there. Download the 1017 The Hammer mobile app. You can access it there. You can go to 1017thehammer.com. And uh, pretty soon we'll have these bad boys all up on YouTube. So plenty of ways for you to check it out. But uh, thank you to listening to the Hammer High School Sports Podcast brought to you by The Athlete.